Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review podcast and to our growing audience across America and around the world. Now, we have some very exciting news today. The introduction of two, yes, I said that, two new PR tools for the PR professionals. Listen to this. Situation one. As a public relations professional, your project may require that you connect with others in another city or industry to get better information related to your project. Well, there's an app for that. Situation two. This new program can connect PR pros and brands with journalists around the country who cover their topic. Could this begin to minimize press releases? Well, there's an app for this, too. My guest today is founder and president of Decibel Blue, Marketing and Public Relations. Diane Eckler joins us from Denver, Colorado. She brings more than a quarter of a century of experience in branding, marketing, advertising, and public relations from both the client and the agency side. Diane launched her career in Los Angeles with the acclaimed design agency Koi, later moving to Toyota Motor Sales as a director of marketing, and later leading the North American launch of Toyota Celicas, Spiders, and Echo Cars. Her experience covers a wide range of areas, real estate, technology, banking, automotive sports, and much more. She has worked closely on branding of tennis great Andre Agassi, Apple Alaska Airlines, Baskin Robbins, and other notable clients. Needless to say, she's won a boatload of awards. Today, however, she's here to present these new public relations programs that can benefit all PR practitioners. First, the PR loop, and then story match. So, Diane, welcome to the Public Relations Review. Thank you. Thank you, Peter, so much for having me. Well, let's start with the PR loop. Let's explain to uh, our listeners exactly what it is, uh, how it works, how they can use it, and then perhaps how they can begin to uh, take advantage of it. Great, great. Thank you. Um, so the PR Loop is an online membership community and tool that we created for the industry, the public relations industry, in order to enable our stakeholders, our colleagues, and journalists to connect, to transact business, and ultimately to improve workflow and client deliverables. Um, we realized, uh, my business partner and myself, uh, realized after both running agencies for about 15 years each, that we, as small entrepreneurs, we are constantly trying to find ways to operate more efficiently and to find tools of value for both our team and our clients. And what we noticed is that as public relations and as our industry is changing and client demands are becoming not just local or regional, but are becoming national, there wasn't a tool out there that connected the public relations industry nationally with other colleagues who could help each other um, collaborate instead of compete in order to get business done as seamlessly and as profitably as possible. Now, how did you go about locating people? So when you said, uh, and, and we said in other cities and so forth, how did you go about identifying the individual PR people and what areas they might be interested in? 
tell me what that process was like. Right. So our agency, Decibel Blue, we have offices in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, and in Denver, Colorado. And we handle both local business, but also national business. And we would have, uh, you know, as our clients would develop in their businesses, the requests would come to us that were more national in nature. So, um, you know, we have we have a client who was doing a um, SMT uh, out in New York City, and we didn't really have connections out in New York City because we were more of a West Coast um, agency. Mm-hmm. So normally how we would conduct this business is we would – uh, go on the internet. We do a lot of research. We put a lot of sweat equity and a lot of time into trying to connect with um, colleagues and service providers out in an area that we did not know. Um, and ultimately, what we found is that the people who would help us the most were the people who were in the industry. So that was really the genesis of trying to create this community and this platform that would connect PR professionals so we could help each other um, as as seamlessly and as quickly as possible so we really increase the profitability of both the account and also of our team. So we are launching in uh, the end of January and so far we've had some really great response and a lot of interest from a lot of our colleagues around the country to get onto our platform. So our main source of marketing so far has been to reach out to obviously our network, but also to reach out to those um, digitally on social media and the like. Now, when we talk about other cities, uh, does that mean that every state is covered here? Uh, and how many cities in those states? How did you uh, work your way through through that? Yeah, that's a really that's a really gr- great question because as anything, uh, any type of software platform or any type of product, you really have to understand both your geographic market and also your industry market, right? Your target audience. And so, yes, we will have uh, uh, communities for, and we're calling them loops. So we will have both geographic loops and we will have industry loops. So our geographic loops, we really focused on the top 20 DMAs uh, in in the United States for now. We will definitely mm-hmm. be opening it up uh, as we grow to uh, include some other DMAs. Um, but we really felt that if we could get a lot of traction for the top DMAs in the United States, that would be a very attractive uh, you know, starting point for for us because somebody in San Francisco might want to talk to somebody in um, Chicago or Atlanta or, you know, New York or L.A. So we really tried to focus on the major metropolitan markets for our initial launch. Okay. Now, in terms of industries, how broad a reach is that? I mean, how many industries are we talking about that someone might be able to uh, seek information from? You know what? It's, it's really endless. We have a list of maybe the top 25 industries right now that uh, will be our industry loops. And they range from everything from automotive to entertainment to finance to health and wellness um, to real estate. Um, maybe, you know, the top, again, 25 industries. But we do have a feature on our site where you can request a loop or request an mm-hmm. industry or request a geographic area that might not be represented right now 
at our launch, um, and we will certainly do our best um, if we find interest in an area that isn't covered to get those areas up as quickly as possible. You know, that brings up another question since you said you initially concentrated on the, on the top 20 DMAs. Now, suppose someone who's very active in the PR business is, uh, is, is not, um, would like to be a part of that. Let's say maybe they're at number 35 uh, DMA. Can they apply some sort of way to say we would like to be a part of this uh, project? Absolutely. Our, we're here to service and to provide value to our PR community nationally. If we have an advocate and somebody in any DMA who feels that this is a product that would be helpful to their particular community, even if they're not in the top 20 DMA, we can activate a community very quickly based on a request. So we would definitely do that. We just felt that um, when you try to get anybody onto a new software platform, you really want to get engagement. And uh, we felt that we needed to start somewhat slowly in order to make sure that we were building a community that worked for everybody um, across the country. So, you know, we might have findings upon launch that we want to tinker with and uh, re-engineer if they're not 100% working the way in which we, you know, want them to work. Now, have you done any beta testing yet to uh, see how it goes or if there are any sort of uh, parts of the process we need to iron out or make smoother or add something to it altogether? Yeah, Yeah, we're currently in beta right now, and we have been for the last few weeks. Um, We have a team of uh, four individuals on our team right now. So it's the two founders. We have our chief technology officer, and we have a community manager. So we've rolled it out to a small subset of um, friends and uh, close colleagues who are currently kicking the tires. We feel very confident with our product right now and have had a lot of great feedback. So we don't think that there's going to be too much, but once you open up a platform to a larger audience, you really want to make sure that you're addressing um, everybody's concerns as quickly as possible because customer service is going to be certainly one of the elements that we want to focus on, especially um, as we roll out the, the, the product, um, you know, in the initial phases. I, I guess that just brings up one other point, so that if somebody who does use it says, hey, wait a minute, uh, why don't you consider this A, B, C, and D? And, and you say, wow, that, that's an interesting thought. Is there a way that they can communicate that uh, uh, information to you that's built into the platform? Absolutely. We have a button on all pages and a navigation tab, which is a feature request. So they, you know, you might say, I'd really love to have a place in the community where we can all put, um, you know, requests for podcast guests. Is this something that you can implement into the system? We would definitely put that onto our punch list, and there's a place on the platform where anybody can make a feature request and give us feedback at any point in time. Well, as you know, I think I told you early on that I uh, at least signed up to uh, to participate whenever the opportunity arises. Yes, yes, <laughs> you will definitely be on the next wave once we open it up. Okay, I appreciate that. Now, Story Match, uh, again, I can certainly understand how it came about. So tell us about how that, how you decided to move forward on that and where you are with that now. 
Yeah, Story Match is a really interesting um, new technology that we're bringing to the United States. It's currently available in Australia through our Australian partner. And, um, you know, one of the things that you will see in the industry, and also we hear a lot from journalists, we always hear how visual that our press release and our pitching should be. And so we've really taken that and created a platform that's available both on desktop and in an app, and uh, try to more try to better visualize and create a visual application for the pitching of media to um, journalists. So generally, what you will do on Story Match is you'll go in, and whether you're a brand or an agency or a journalist, you'll create a profile, and in a matter of just some very very intuitive clicks. You can upload pictures, you can put a headline for your pitch, you can put you know, a little bit of body copy into um, the application, and then you will you know, select tags for who this story is actually appropriate for, whether it's travel or restaurant or, or um, automotive. And then on the other side, if you're a journalist and you're on our platform, if the tags match what you are covering, you will get a notification. And we like to, um, if you're a journalist, you can go on and then look at the um, pitch that's coming through. But it's more like a Tinder um, application. So you can swipe right or swipe left, depending on if you have any interest based on the visual representation of the pitch. And if you match, and if you have an interest, then you will be automatically put into a chat box with the person who is pitching, whether it's a brand or an agency, and you can start having the conversation about the pitch right then and there. So it's really taking the pitching process out of your email. It's condensing um, you know, press releases and putting them into a more streamlined and uh, tighter pitch process. And it's, it's very visual. You know, a journalist or a media outlet can be anywhere in the country and swiping through and looking at, um, you know, stories and pitches and write them in there knowing if there is a match rather than having to go through their emails. And it's mm -hmm. a very visual process. Well, you mentioned that uh, this uh, program is up and running in uh, Australia. What sort of successes are they having down there? I mean, basically, you, you already have a uh, sort of a roadmap or a guideline how to do it. How, how are they uh, faring with uh, this project? Right. Fant fantastically. It's been out on the market probably about a year um, already down in Australia. Now, Australia is really interesting because it's a much smaller market than the United States. So um, they've had a tremendous amount of journalists who are very interested in using the um, platform, um, so much so that we know that we have a case study and we have, um, you know, people already on the platform using it uh, in, in Australia. So we, we know that we, we've got a good case study to bring it to the United States. Well, since you, since you did say Australia is a much smaller market, do you envision any major hurdles uh, here as compared to what they may have had uh, in launching in Australia? 
you know, it's funny. I we we talk um, at length about these types of topics. The United States is such a unique market because it is so large. So compared to so many other places in, in the country, and the public relations industry is very robust here in the United States. So I think that one of the challenges that we have for both Story Match and the loop is not necessarily with the product, but it is with how do we um, market the product in such a large geographic area. Um, so I think that that is probably our single um, biggest topic that we talk about. <laughs> you know, how are we going to get this out to everybody and to get engagement and to get people onto the platform? And I guess that raises another question because, as you said, I guess it's the question of scaling. Uh, you know, yeah. you mentioned the first uh, uh, 20 DMAs and uh, these calls start coming in. Uh, is there a plan in place that, you know, maybe we expected, I don't know, let's say 50,000 in the first uh, year or so. All of a sudden we find ourselves with 75 or 80. Uh, is there a plan in place to adjust to that? quickly adjust to upward scaling? Yeah, we, we, you know, if those numbers come to fruition in the first year, we would be thrilled. Um, uh, you know, the scaling issue is one that a lot of companies really grapple with. And for us, we do feel that the products are going to be so useful and of such value to very different types of stakeholders, whether it's a owner of an agency who wants to make um, their team more profitable or an account more profitable, this is a great platform for, for them. If it's an account manager who needs to respond to a client as quickly as possible and to, you know, um, put some some actions into effect, that's going to be very important for them. If it's a journalist who has a brand new beat in a completely different industry that they're used to, this is a platform that they can tap into um, to find those new experts that they need. And if you know, you're know you an industry expert, whether you're based in LA or Chicago, you'll be able to connect with other industry experts all around the country. So we are hoping that in each one of our uh, demographic areas, we'll be able to really find some advocates in each one of these areas that we can bring onto the platform um, to help us to really spread the word out into each one of their geographic areas. You know, as, as I listen to you, it sounds, uh, you know, I start thinking about launching the, uh, the, the platforms because particularly if you're talking about story match, one of the things that came to my mind is the fact that uh, most newspapers are, uh, their uh, staff is dwindling, they're downsizing. Yeah. So they're going to really need some help looking for things. Is there a rollout uh, planned for individual cities or specifically with uh, the journalist type and something, you know, I, I, you know, just in terms of thinking, how are you going to roll this out to those different audiences? Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, interestingly enough, we're seeing exactly what you're seeing, obviously, in our industry in regards to journalism and media outlets and the um, more freelance um, journalists who are writing for multiple outlets um, out there. And so one of the, while we're still um, 
trying to determine and to figure out our final pricing when we come out onto the market. Um, one thing we do know for sure is that all journalists with uh, current media credentials will be um, free. There will be no cost for them to be on any of our platforms. Mm-hmm. Well, does, does that mean that perhaps you, um, uh, how about independent journalists? Um, if, if we can verify their credentials, um, and who they write for, then yes, we will certainly um, be able to provide them with free access to our platform as well. Okay. The, the I guess the other question now is, how do you measure success with these, uh, either one of or both of these platforms? What yardsticks <laughs> will you be using? <laughs> yeah, you want to know what? I think we have two success metrics for us. One is adoption, obviously. The more people that we have on each one of the platforms, the better that it is going to perform for everybody um, in the ecosystem and for the industry in general. We really, um, myself and my business partner, Dion Taylor, we are entrepreneurs. We have been there. We understand what it's like to have a client with incredibly high expectations or what it's like to run a small business and keep it profitable. Um, and, and so adoption for us is really the most important part of um, a su- success metric for us. And we built this as a service to the PR industry. Um, and we really want to help. Like we're really there to really help everybody do their job a lot better. So we're going to make it as easy as possible um, to do that. So adoption would be one. And then I think that the number of um, communications that are uh, transacted on the platform on a daily basis is also going to be a great metric for us because we want people using it. Mm-hmm. The more people are on it, that's great. But if you don't use it, then it's still not being effective um, in, in the way that we want it to be. So I think adoption and then actually transactions on it would be um, our two metrics. Okay. Well, Dan, you provided us some very, very exciting information about these two new uh, products that you're bringing to market soon. Uh, is there anything else that you think that the listeners should know about either of these uh, two products? Um, you know, I think we've covered a lot of the value um, to our community and, and some of the benefits. One of the things we did not touch on is our event area. So another feature of the PR loop in particular is we will have event calendars in each one of our demographic areas. One of the things that we've noticed along the way is that it's very hard for public relations professionals to be able to put on events in either their own community or other communities without knowing that there is a competing event. So our event calendar section is really an area in which if somebody's having an event for a client, they can post it on that calendar. So another PR professional in that same industry and in that same location might be able to go onto the event calendar and see, oh, you know, a competitor is having an event on this day. I'm not going to be able to have my event that day because the media won't come to it because they might go to that other competing event. So I'm going to have my event the following week. So it's really a way for um, the PR practitioner and event managers to 
accommodate each other to make sure that everybody shares in the journalist time who might cover the event, but also saves the client uh, money and time by not, uh, you know, organizing a very expensive potentially event at the same time as a competing um, event. So we think that that's going to be a really key feature um, in our site that we haven't really talked about yet today. Well, Diane, thank you again so much. Uh, my guest today has been uh, Diane Eckler, and she has brought us some exciting information both about PR Loop and Story Match. Uh, I certainly hope that uh, once it's launched, uh, each of you will take the, t- uh, the opportunity to look into it and uh, uh, give it a whirl. And also, also remember to listen to the next edition of the Public Relations Review. Thank you again. Goodbye. Thank you so much. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Mm